Welcome to the SUP Podcast with your hosts, Louis and Moitze. Every week, we ask each other what's up with our businesses. What are we struggling with? What's going well? And what interesting things from the world of bootstrapping do we have on our minds today? Follow along, and if you like what you hear, support us by leaving a rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. On with the show. Hey, Moitze. Sup. Hello. Sup. <laughs> I messaged you yesterday. Sup. Yep. <laughs> I was like, that's on brand 100%. <laughs> it was great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, um, I've just got that kind of end of the weeks just been kicking you and you've had lots of stuff to do. Yeah. And I am now in that very fortunate position that it is Friday evening. I've been away from my computer for two or three hours. So I'm just going to check in on any uh, urgent customer support messages and see if anyone's left me anything super important email wise. But after that, it's just, I'm going to relax. I'm going to watch some terrible TV. I have no idea what, but something old that I've seen before. Mm -hmm. completely switch off and then yeah do some fun projects over the weekend probably oh sounds fun Uh, I think I'm having definitely one of those weeks as well where you just have a lot of things to do and I wasn't really organized and I think every once in a while correct me if I'm wrong and if that does not happen to you but every once in a while I have a week like I had today where everything is completely disorganized and I'm just running around doing 10 things at a time and then the weekend comes and oh finally but then the next week I'm back organized, everything's on schedule. And yeah, like sometimes I have weeks like this where it's just completely crazy, messy, and I can't wait for it to be weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to hear what's been going on. I know we talked quickly yesterday, we had a couple of missed recordings when things were not looking so great. I can't wait to, to dig into the full story. It's, oh yeah. It's one, of those, it's one of those Fridays where, so I'm back in Switzerland at the moment. And Switzerland is great, but it it's not the level of comfort that maybe if you're from the US or like London that you would recognize from being in a big city. And obviously I came back to rural Switzerland from very central London and it's minus four degrees Celsius outside right now. It's very cold, not great weather. It's dark or it went dark like two hours ago at like half past four almost. And all I want is like the creature comforts of being able to be a lazy Londoner and just say, okay, I'm going to click one button in my phone and someone's going to bring me like a frozen margarita for no reason and some food. (laughs) And it's just going to show up at my door and I have to do nothing. We just don't have that here. Yeah, that perspective is so interesting because Lavina doesn't have that either. And I'm like, or at least that's, oh, actually Ljubljana, which is like the city center has, I don't know. I don't know if that app's like a, an international one, Volt or Volt or something like that, where you have, you can get everything delivered. But here where I live, which is a little bit outside of Ljubljana, we don't have that. So I'm like listening to, to you talk thinking, I never actually had that. So <laughs> I don't like, I get what you're missing, but I, I cannot really, yeah, I, ha- I haven't been in that position yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, it's so crazy how you switch in and out of it. Like, for instance, here, like it's public transport, bike, everything like that. And mm. in London, it's just mainly Uber. Right. It's just so cheap and easy and it just turns up all like you, it's amazing. And the, the restaurants and the food. And, yeah, it's the first yeah. time for a while that I've really thought, oh, I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Slovenia also doesn't have an Uber. So <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I can relate because it is quite handy when, for example, when I'm in the U.S., 
uh, and I travel around and, but Slovenia, yeah, we don't have that really. <laughs> and Shai likes to make fun um, of, yeah, Slovenia being like 10 years behind everything. We just got Spotify this year. So really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. In Switzerland, we've had Spotify for a while. We're okay there. Yeah. So yeah. you're, yeah, you shouldn't be complete. I, I'm joking. You can complain, but. <laughs> yeah. Although I did bring myself into the 21st century two months ago when I signed up for Netflix for the first time. Until then, I, I didn't have it. But, yeah. Wow. I had Netflix earlier than you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's move on to something that you're less satisfied with. And let's talk about what happened this week. Oh, it was exhausting, but I'm happy. So the one major update or kind of the major thing that happened this week was the 360 bootcamp that I launched with two of my friends, colleagues, Nina and Masha. So it's, I mentioned it in the, one of the last episodes, but just in case anyone's joining right now, it's a wholesome three-day workshop that guides you from how to communicate. So communication, PR, branding, and then sales through Facebook ads. So it's, like I said, it's a wholesome approach. It goes on for three days. So each day we have four hours of content. One day, the first day communication, the second day is branding, and the third day is sales. So that happened this week and it went on from Tuesday to Thursday and I'm just dead. <laughs> it's been, I bet. It's been, yeah, it's been good. Like we sold out all of the spots we opened, we opened 20 slots and we sold out, but it's just, it's an exhausting thing to do. I honestly looking forward to the weekend and not doing a thing. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And this was in Slovenian, right? This is the first time right. something like this in what I guess is your native language. So I don't really cater to Slovenian audience. And when I say I don't cater to it, I don't have any content in Slovenian, Slovenian language. Everything I have is in English, all of my lead magnets, my online courses, everything. The only thing that I did in January was in we still weren't in like the first wave of COVID. And I was able in January to have my first in-person workshop. And that was really successful. So two of my friends, so Nina and Masha, those two friends that we did the 360 bootcamp with, they actually came to my first workshop and they were so impressed. And they're both just amazing in their field. They're experts in their field. Uh, and they, when we started talking, we were like, we should do this together, but turn it into a three-day workshop, like this wholesome approach. And it went really well. So right now, yeah, it's still in Slovenian. And I think they're really, so let's Slovenians are really satisfied because when I talked to a couple of people, they said, there's nothing like this on the market here. Like I mentioned previously, we're a little, like a, a couple of steps behind everyone, not to offend anyone, but it's just, we're not at the level of, let's say us entrepreneurship. So when I talked to our, the, the people that came to the workshop and the people that are now on our waiting list, they said, we're so excited because there's nothing like this here. Like I said, this wholesome approach where you could come to a three-day workshop and learn like this much. So yeah, really excited for the next couple of months where we're going to open a couple of more slots. Yeah. Nice. So you're going to do it again. And I, I'd love to hear what was the format of this? What actually happened? Because a three-day bootcamp with multiple people there, 
paid. I know there was a free kind of event before it as well. This, it sounds complicated. It sounds like it went really well. Tell me what happened. Yeah. So we at first didn't know how people were going to react to it. Like I said, there's nothing like this on the market and we're doing this for the first time. But when we opened our waiting list, essentially, we got like right now we have 300 people on there. So they're excited. They're eager to learn. And we decided even before opening up the waiting list, we set up like a free webinar uh, that people can also join where we're hopefully going to promote to uh, we're hopefully going to promote 360 bootcamp at to close a couple of more sales. However, even before we had that webinar, we already opened enrollment for the waiting list and sold out immediately. So we still had that free webinar just for people to visit and to learn a little bit more about how we operate and see how we work together as a group. So Nina, Masha, and I, and they were really excited. I think we talked about that last week, if I remember correctly, we had from 200 people that signed up for the free webinar, we had 100 people live watching the webinar, which was an incredible success for us. So then this week, we decided to maybe polish the format a little bit more, see how we're going to work. And what we did, the format essentially was each day you had a different topic. So Tuesday, Nina started with her communication and PR content. For example, how can you, even a small business owner in Slovenia, how can you establish a good PR relationships with journalists? How can you get yourself in newspapers, TV, et cetera, radio, whatever. So she did that like at the beginning, what you need to communicate, et cetera. And the format was all of us three, actually appeared for the, let's say, first 10, uh, 10 minutes of the stream to greet everyone, to maybe talk a little bit more so everyone comes to the live session. And then Nina took over for two hours. We made a small break uh, in the middle, a 15-minute break just for everyone to, I don't know, get something to drink, restroom, etc. And then we gathered again after 15 minutes for another two hours where, uh, again, Nina went through everything. And then at the end, there was a Q&A in which we all participated because each one of us has uh, unique experiences when it comes to PR, communications, or any other topic that we talked about. So on Wednesday, same format happened, just that Masha was leading everything. So we were all there listening. Oh, and there was this one thing that I think was really cool. We were using, I think I was mentioning the setup in one of the, uh, I think the last episode or second to last, we were using Crowdcast for streaming. So people didn't need to download anything. They didn't need to download any kind of software to watch the stream. They could just come on Crowdcast and watch it. We also limited the spaces, of course. So we had 20 people looking at live. So when everything, you know, was live, no one could join. They couldn't share a link to a friend. What was I talking about? Yeah. So we were using Crowdcast and one of the 
my opinion, in my opinion, one of the best features of Crowdcast is also the comment section where people can leave comments live. So let's say when Nina was talking, when she was giving her presentation, Masha and I were in the chat asking people, so what do you think about this part? What's the most valuable information about this? Uh, there's this poll feature. So I don't know, let's say when we were talking about Facebook ads, Nina and Masha created a poll that says, that said, how many of you are using Facebook ads? And they could actively participate, not just listen and make notes, but they could essentially network with other people. And it was such a good format. We were, yesterday was our last day and we were talking about how close we feel to everyone. And we decided to have, when everything opens up, when COVID is just in our memories, we're going to do like a meet and greet with people because we all feel so connected with all this participation. So in my opinion, it was exhausting because we had to be there for four hours each day, all of us. But at the end, I think the end result was so good. Wow, that sounds amazing. And the first thing I, I think of there is four hours a day, like two, two hour sessions. That's, that must be so hard to keep people's concentration. How did you, did you find that to be a, a challenge? I don't think so, because like I said, what we did was we tried to engage with them in the comments. And for example, when we were talking about websites, we were like, hey, everyone share our websites with us. And they were all copy pasting their website links in the comment section. And like everyone that came at the beginning, they stayed right until the very end. So we had 20 20 people that signed up for this but from those 20 people there were I think 16 that watched live every single day from start to finish I think four of them decided to rather watch maybe they weren't they didn't really that it was in the evenings so they decided to uh, rather uh, watch the recording of it in the morning but 16 people every single day, they came at the beginning and stayed until the very end. And our first day, we got so many in-depth questions and we started talking about entrepreneurship in general. We actually ran a little bit late. So instead of finishing everything at 8 p.m., we ran until I think 9 or even 9.30 p.m. And they were all staying there just commenting how exciting they are, uh, how excited they are, how they liked our conversation. They were all participating in the comments. So I think it was a combination of, like I said, engaging with them in the comments section, not just leaving them with the, I don't know, pen and paper uh, in the background making notes, but trying to engage them to actively participate uh, in the polls, in the comments section, asking questions and so on. Nice. So if you were to do the same thing again, which it sounds like you are, would you keep the same format? Would you, you know, keep the two lots of two hours? Would you switch to four lots of one hours? Would you maybe move it instead of over three days to being... I don't know, over two days or over three weeks, what would you change? I think we're doing another one in December before the end of the year, just to get everyone hyped up about 2021 and making plans and everything. But we haven't yet talked if we were to change anything. In my, I would like to go, and we're going to do that. We're going back to the people that attended the first version or the first 360 bootcamp asking them, how do you feel about this? Do you think it was too much content at the same time? And would you rather have it separated, let's say, one one uh, of these workshops per week and just maybe based on what they say and based on their feedback, 
then organize and maybe reformat everything because I don't think like for us, we can do like, it is exhausting, but it doesn't really matter. I think what's most, the more important question is the accumulation of that knowledge. What is more practical for them? Do they like everything to be really together because their knowledge is fresh? Because one workshop, it ties into another. So we always referenced each other workshops and their content. So in that aspect, would they rather have everything together because their memory is fresh or would they rather see these workshops a little bit further apart because they can maybe start working on what was discussed during that week. So I think the next step is to go back to the people that attended, ask them this and based on their feedback, reformat everything. Sounds like it's good news. If you sold out, then you have a lot of people hopefully who are waiting and and excited to to sign up for round two as well. And I'm sure you're going to get some good testimonials too. That's on our to-do list for today. I think that an email is going to go out today for the feedback, but based on our conversation, everyone was really excited, including us. Uh, We were so exhausted yesterday, but when the workshop was finished, the last one, we started talking about tomorrow is going to be so weird because we're not going to meet, (laughs) but but yeah, looking forward to December one as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun tip that I I learned for the testimonials, by the way, is I assume you're recording the, the sessions. Yes. Yeah. So if you ask people what they think of particular things, and maybe even let them jump in on the camera, like during it Mm. or just after a session, that's normally when they're really enthusiastic and they're happy to say some nice stuff. And even if it's not necessarily as a testimonial, then you can always say, hey, we found this clip of you saying this. Do you mind if we use that as a testimonial? And it's so much easier for people to to say yes to. That's so cool, actually. And Crowdcast enables me to do that as well. So I could actually invite someone on the screen immediately right after. So thank you for the idea. We should definitely do that next week. I think the first round, we decided to collect like some sort of written testimonials, just like grades and a couple of quick questions. But then we decided to follow up with a couple of those people and ask, Hey, would you mind if we schedule a quick call, a 15 minute call where I ask you more questions and we can turn that into a, tes- uh, into a testimonial. But what you're saying is definitely better because like you said, you're still in that learning more uh, l- learning mode you just learned a bunch of things and you're so enthusiastic and jumping on the camera, it's not really such a big deal. So you're willing to just praise that product. Yeah, I think so. But it swings and roundabouts, right? Like I totally understand why you do it uh, afterwards in this case, because then people are more likely to be honest with their, their negative feedback as well. If you do it privately, right? If you give them the chance to say, Hey, what would you have improved? You right. ask someone in front of 20 other people, they're, they're less likely to say, hey, it was, I don't know, this one session dragged on a bit or someone was speaking yeah. too quickly or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's true. Maybe like they wouldn't be as honest. They, like one-on-one anonymous thing is definitely better for maybe generating more honest of a review because we are eager to learn about what we could do better of course yeah maybe like maybe a combination of these two things I don't know we'll see definitely as time goes by yeah awesome and what else has been going on then I imagine you have a a lot of work with your clients with the two new people that you hired how are things doing Uh, they're doing really well it's a busy time for advertisers because 
Black Friday is happening and the holidays are coming. So I'm working with a big e-commerce brand right now. And we're just updating the ads every single day. But I'm, to be honest, if you remember a couple of episodes ago, I was telling you, I still don't know if this is the right decision. I think it is hiring these two contractors. It is an investment that I'm making, but I'll see how it goes. Honestly, I couldn't be more happier today that I hired those two guys because I was so swamped this week. And when planning the 360 workshop, I never really thought and looked at my calendar and go, oh, this is so close to Black Friday and I'll have a ton of work. Never really thought about that. And when this week came, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much work to do. But I was so happy that I had my two contractors that I could just say, hey, just had a call with this client. We need to implement hundreds of new ads. Here are the instructions. Here's the briefing. Just do it. So I was, they're happy. They're satisfied because they're essentially working with big clients. I'm giving them the opportunity to work with clients that they haven't worked before. And I'm happy because I, I have a lot of work and they're actually taking some of that away from me so I can focus on other things as well. So I just onboarded a new client again today. (laughs) So that's even more work, but I'm, I'm so excited. I couldn't be happier today, to be honest. Awesome. It sounds like things are going well. And that actually brings me to a, a question that, that just popped up in my head that we've been thinking about last week when you mentioned Black Friday, which not being from the US, I always forget about and not being in the e-commerce space, right. really. You work mainly or you work very often with, with, with SaaS companies, right? With B2B companies. Right. Should we at Spark Loop be doing a... Black Friday deal because my co-founder came to me and we've had every day for the past couple of weeks, we've had at least one person reach out and say, Hey, we're doing an exclusive Black Friday giveaway mm-hmm. yeah. for our audience. Do you want to be included as one of the the giveaways, basically, as one of the the deals? And I didn't love the idea for Spark Loop. Mm-hmm. My co-founder, Manuel, came to me and he's since said he also probably agrees that we shouldn't do one but originally thought that maybe it would be a good idea what do you think about that obviously you must be in the middle of gearing up for a lot of those deals right now yeah so I'll be honest a lot of the clients SaaS clients that I work with they don't know they don't do Black Friday deals it all depends on what they want they're like it's twofold because on one hand everyone is expecting a Black Friday deal Even including SaaS companies, people are expecting you to do a Black Friday deal, but that doesn't mean that you should do it because Black Friday were like, it's true. It'll generate a lot of leads. It might generate a lot of new customers. However, the churn is typically higher in the next couple of weeks or months. So I would say that it is definitely your personal decision, how you feel about it. You shouldn't base it on, base it on, something that someone else is expecting. Honestly, a lot of my SaaS clients just don't do it. We typically even stop advertising during Black Friday because everyone's expecting a Black Friday deal and the cost cost of Facebook advertising increases. So we're not even advertising during that time. If you want, if you don't care about churn a lot, but still want to maybe get a couple of quality leads, sure, 
do a Black Friday. People are expecting you to do it. But if you don't feel good about it, just don't do it. So I'm not necessarily leaning in one direction more than I'm in the other, but that would be my general feedback. Just listen to what your gut's saying you to do. It's not the end of the world if you don't do a Black Friday deal. I think a lot of companies are just under pressure. Everyone's doing it. Should I do it as well? You should if you want to, but it's not really necessary and it won't make a big, like your business won't fail if you don't do a Black Friday deal. (laughs) Yeah, I was... It made me think, because my reasoning was, like, I'm that, like, the only thing, like, the only attribute that I have that makes me, like, half decent at being a founder is my laziness, right? Like, my normal standing is to say, no, uh, let's not do something unless someone really gives us a compelling reason to not be lazy and to do it. And I was thinking, I was looking at our target customers and with Sparkly, we're moving more and more up market. That's where a lot of the value really is for us. And I looked at the competition and let's be honest, referral marketing in general. There's a lot of companies in that space who do all the deals and all of the growth hacks and tend to be not the most reputable companies. So it's really important for us like image and positioning and branding wise to be seen as different from them. So I was thinking, well, that's a good reason just not to do it in the first place because everyone else is going to be saying, hey, that product that we sell normally that we say is $300 a month, today yeah. it's $50 a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be seen. Like we, we think that would probably hurt our image, but that do more harm than good, to be honest. I, you know, now that you said that, I 100% agree with you. First of all, when SaaS businesses do a Black Friday deal, typically a discount is, it's quite big. Because if you do it, I don't know, let's say a 10% discount, everyone's going to just ignore it. That's not black. That's not a Black Friday deal. But with having your target audience in mind, who you're trying to go after, I don't think they really care about Black Friday deals. If you don't do it, you just, no one's going to notice it. So I think people that are typically after Black Friday deals would be like, I don't know, say very small businesses, not even that. Uh, but I think the clientele that you're after, you, we were talking about websites the other day, how you're trying to make your website more professional and reflect the target audience that you're after. Uh, so with that in mind, I don't think like maybe Black Friday isn't the right step that you should take. I think that if you skip it, no harm. Yeah, I, I think that all totally checks out. I was looking at the kind of customer we've had who've asked if we're going to do any kind of Mm -hmm. Friday deal. And we're really happy to have every customer that we have on board, of course, but they were the kind of customer who we don't make very much money from and who is not likely to get much value out of Sparkly. Right. Giveaways are really popular on Facebook. And my clients frequently ask me, should we do a giveaway to increase our following, to generate more engagement? And I like, honestly... It will generate a lot of engagement. However, the engagement that you will get is going to be based on the wrong type of persona that you're after. So typically the people that will sign up for a giveaway are people that won't bring you any money on the long run when you're not offering a giveaway or not offering a discount. So rather than investing your time into creating a giveaway, you should improve something else that will actually attract the target audience that values what you do 
even without having a discount. Yeah, I would say the same for Sparkloop with the type of audience that you're after. I don't think Black Friday would make a lot of sense for you, especially if there is a lot more work included. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, I'm, I'm glad we, I feel justified in our decision to be lazy there. I'm happy. So now that I know that you're not working on Black Friday <laughs> deals for Sparkloop, uh, I don't think you have updated me about your week. Yeah, uh, sure. So my week, something fun that happened yesterday evening was I interviewed the head of growth for Morning Brew, which is, do you know the Morning Brew? I think so, yeah. So it's like the newsletter of the moment, right? And it's basically their newsletter. They run a referral program that they built themselves, which is basically Mm -hmm. the inspiration for Sparkloop. So most of our customers who come to us They've seen the morning brew using something similar, growing really fast with that tool. And they want to know how they can do it the same thing. So it's like a big deal for us. And I interviewed the head of growth yesterday and we're turning that into a podcast episode. Actually, just while I was sitting here, the the Apple iTunes approval came through for the podcast. Nice. That's going to be great. And we're going to turn that into an article. What else have I done this week? So I don't know if I launched this last week or not, but I was working on a rewards hub. So basically a big list on our website of all of the different kinds of rewards that you might want to use in your newsletter referral program, which we pushed live and we got some good feedback on. It's not really a a growth thing, right? It's more helping people be successful with our product thing, but there was some really good feedback on that. And this week, most of my time has been spent on basically creating a, the same thing as that, but with lots of examples of like newsletter referral sections. So what does the actual referral mm. section look like in a newsletter and why is that good or bad? So it's I'm just creating like this big long list, writing a couple of words for each one. And then a lot of the time it's just in tagging, right? So is this good for small or big newsletters for info product creators or for media companies, that kind of thing. So I'm a- I'm assuming that product that you're working on now also serves or acts similarly than the rewards hub. For example, if someone gets stuck at not knowing how to approach that, you with the new product that I already forgot the name of. Yeah, it's it's just, Um, we just call it an example library. So I'm assuming that it also eliminates, let's say, an obstacle that someone might stumble upon when trying to create something like that. Yeah. So the only reason we have that is because people don't know what rewards to use. Often they need some inspiration. Mm -hmm. So that really is something that helps with retention and, and I guess customer activation is probably the right term for it. The examples library does a similar thing. It shows people how to format a good newsletter referral section, which will help them be more successful and save them Mm -hmm. time. So it helps with the activation and the retention. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also going to help with SEO, at least SEO and probably some other growth stuff as well. So right now, James Clear uses our tool, which is a big Mm -hmm. deal. Probably That's a big deal. Like a million people every month probably see like something from us, like through him. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people reach out to us and say, hey, it took me months to work out that James Clear has been doing this with you guys. (laughs) If they're not technical, it's really difficult to work out because we're not strongly branded. So... Having that example of how James Clear runs his referral program on our website is going to help when people Google James Clear referral program, they will find us, which is what they should be doing, really. 
Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of work, like making that look half decent, at least with Webflow, which I don't know very well and don't particularly love. Yeah, it's that. But the real thing that's on my mind at the moment that is keeping me up is we have a, we need to become basically more of a media company, right? Like the product is good. We have a really strong product roadmap. And the question now is how do we make sure that like we are known as the tool, right? The one for this. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's always mm-hmm. that danger. And I've talked about this before and I, I love the company Bearmetrics. Do you know Bearmetrics? Yeah. Hey, yeah. And do you know Profitwell as well? Yes. Yeah. So you have both those companies, right? Both with a very similar product. One of them does 50 times the revenue of the other one or something like crazy yeah. and not with a lot more work either, <laughs> to, to be perfectly honest. They, they didn't have to do a lot more work together. And you can talk about like the differences and whether some of the things that one of them does is good and bad or whatever. But if I'm going to put that same amount of work in, then I'd rather have 50 mm-hmm. times the revenue than like, the, you know, I'd, I'd rather have ProfitWell's revenue than Bearmetrics' revenue. And right. the one thing that I think they do really well, obviously, but ProfitWell is just they are like their content is so good and they produce mm-hmm. so much content. And it is just like the best content in class on pricing and on that kind of like metrics and uh, retention and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really get that idea of being like a media company first and yeah. trying to do that now. And a big part of that is working out, Hey, we, every time I check into Stripe, we're making more money than I think we are. And we're still two people with one other developer who helps out basically one day a week. He's a very good developer and he's reasonably expensive for us, but still it's only one day a week. We can afford to splash out on some support with creating the content here. And I really need to just say, okay, Louis, you're not going to get anything done for the next week, Mm -hmm. for example. You're not going to get that thing published. You're not going to get that page tweaked or whatever it is, but you are going to sit down and actually finally sort out who is going to write all this content. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of investment that you need to do. Although like it's not a monetary investment, but still it's something that you need to do in order for it to reflect in the next or to generate good results in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. And it sounds like you were just saying then how well it's going for, for you with the two people yep. you've hired. Brian from, from Process Kit and Audience Ops was telling me earlier today how well things are going with the, the person he's hired to do similar stuff. And it just made me think, God, Louis, you're such a control freak. Just put in the time, just find someone. And of course this, yeah. the content isn't going to be even necessarily that great at the beginning because they don't really know the industry, but I have to remove myself as the roadblock there because yeah. I am becoming a roadblock there and that's not fair on, on, on anyone really. So I should notice that before yeah. other people start gently pointing that out to me, I think in a couple of months. So hopefully I can notice that first. Yeah, I, to be honest, I 100% know what you're going through because <laughs> I'm, I'm a control freak myself. And when I was thinking about those two contractors, I had the same exact th- thoughts that you're having right now. Like the ads probably won't be as good of an ads that I do right now. And I had to come to terms with the idea that that's perfectly fine and they're going to learn and I'm going to learn. So right now, looking back, it was just a stupid thought that I had. And again, like you mentioned right now, I was just a roadblock 
So now looking back, I feel so much better. I don't know why I haven't done that sooner. So I know how you feel, but I know that you'll also do the right choice. I always remember the the saying you have to, you're now working in the business, but you have to work on your business. And that is also a part of what you should do in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. It's just, I think partly because one of my previous businesses was a funded business. We grew our team way too fast, unlike with Mm -hmm. our investors backing, of course, because they wanted us to try and be big, but that ended up really biting us at the end when we sold. And I think now having bootstrapped, it's been a year of working on this kind of a couple of days a week uh, and then becoming full-time the last four or five months, really, on Sparkloop. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm still in that scarcity mindset of you yeah. can't spend 2000 on blog posts a month. And then I'm like, oh no, we totally can spend 2000 on blog posts a month. Yeah. Like, our bank account will not be decreasing because of that. That's actually fine. Like yeah. we, we can quite happily do that. And it's probably a, it, someone else from the outside is probably screaming right now saying, why aren't you spending this money there? What is the good of having that money in your bank account and just increasing when there's this opportunity to go in with just a couple of blog posts just makes such a difference to the revenue? So I like... I totally know what you're going through because I think a couple of years ago when I started making 10K a month with my consulting, I still had the same scarcity mindset saying, yeah, I don't, I still don't think I can afford someone, a a contractor to help me with my clients. I don't think I'm at that point uh, yet. So that was also one of the mistakes that I did. But like I said, totally understand where you're coming from. But just like seeing how your thought process works and you knowing that, yeah, like we can totally afford that. And it would be a definitely a worthy investment in the future. I know that you'll make the right decision. Yeah, I think I just have to to go and look at the numbers and just convince myself because I, I got into that habit. I remember when I was running the, the VC back company or the, the between VCs and angels, that middle step. Yeah. And just going in and watching our burn rate and just seeing the cash in our bank account just just burning, like going every month. And every time I'd log in, there'd just be something else that we'd paid thousands for and it was gone. It was just such a horrible experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- but But I think that's, normal when it comes to business owners like ourselves that essentially like you essentially start from nothing at the beginning and you're like being careful at the beginning brought you to where you are today but I think there is a point where you don't need to be as careful anymore and you need to start thinking not having that scarcity mindset but like going more into the investment uh, kind of mindset and affording something because you can. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's like uh, totally, it makes sense. Maybe don't go out and take some crazy drugs and drink 50 shots in one evening, but you maybe it's okay to have a sip of wine every now and again. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're not trying to like, otherwise, why are we even doing this? Why don't we just take that money and put it in the bank and get two or 3% a year or something like that? And that can be as safe as possible. That's a fantastic analogy as well. (laughs) Stick it in a hedge fund, see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. So what are you, what are your big plans for next week? Apart from, I imagine over the weekend, relaxing, getting some fresh air, maybe during the day when there's some sun. Yeah. Yeah. So like, 
on my schedule for the next two days, which is Saturday, Sunday, is just relaxing. And on Sunday, cleaning the, the house. But I'm excited because I can listen to my true crime podcast. I have to find new ones. So I've already listened, just went through everyone, every podcast that I know, every good true crime podcast. So I just thought yesterday that I have to go to Twitter and ask people about true crime podcasts because I'm out. So hopefully I'll find some until Sunday because I don't want my house cleaning to be very boring. <laughs> but then for the next week, when Monday resumes, I'm looking forward to focus time. So this week wasn't really focused. Like I said, it was very chaotic and a lot of work with the 360 bootcamp. I didn't, I luckily I had my two contractors that were doing all of my work for me, but I haven't done a lot of client work, haven't really looked into the campaigns and optimized anything. I did that yesterday until 1am in the morning and I'll do that today, but then I'll be planning essentially next week just for client work, hopefully catching up with work and reorganizing my day and my week. So really mostly looking forward to focus time. What about you? Yeah. I have one question if I can. So yeah. Friday is Black Friday, right? Coming up. Right. Yeah. But in America, they take the Thursday off for Thanksgiving. Right. So this is probably a really stupid question because I've never worked in that sphere. But if the Friday is such a big deal, like ads wise and everything, are the teams off on the Thursday anyway, or do they just work through? Most of the teams are off. So I am essentially left to myself. <laughs> nice. But we do, I do, whenever we're working for a, or working on a Black Friday deal, we set up everything in advance. So I know what my work requires. I know what I have to do. So it's not, if anything urgent happens, I do have their contact. But to be honest, nothing ever, nothing urgent ever happens. So I know what my plan is. They do take the day off. I'm working throughout, like that. that's the beauty of being an European with uh, US clients. So I'm used to working on their Thanksgiving, but they're taking the day off. What I'm not looking forward to though, is next week, the full week, most, I think most of Facebook support is taking a week off. So Mark Zuckerberg decided to give Facebook support a week off, which can represent a problem for us and for advertisers. So that's something that I'm not looking forward to. And essentially with the clients that are not doing a Black Friday deal, we're having an off week, meaning that we're not doing any changes in our campaigns because we don't want to get our ads rejected. And if our ads get rejected, either we won't be able to get in contact and in touch with support, or we'll have to wait in line and the line is going to be really long. So yeah, with the clients that we're not doing a Black Friday with, uh, Black Friday deal with, we're minimizing the budgets, we're not making any changes, but those clients that are making a Black, Black Friday deal, yeah, it's going to be rough, uh, but I'm, I'm excited. It's an exciting time for us. <laughs> awesome. So it's uh, strap in for the roller coaster for next week. Awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I have my coffee and my wine or whiskey for the end of the day. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. So what about yeah. you, your week? What are you yeah. looking forward to? Now that we've just talked through this again, I'm 
really psyched up now to basically go back and say, okay, Louis, we are going to spend some, some money on this. We're going to find the right person. I'm going to reach out to the people I've been talking to, reach out to some of the companies I've been talking to for the content creation stuff and try and find a direction that I'm happy with and probably run a couple of, of tests. That is exciting. Yeah. I should do sales for founders. I've been struggling a bit. Sales for founders is just so difficult for me because I know exactly what it should be. And I don't have the mental bandwidth to do that. So doing anything else is really demoralizing, mm-hmm. right? It's, I know what I am capable of there and I know what people need. And I just do not have the time and energy to do that alongside Spark Loop. So I'm struggling to get something together there, to be honest. Wow. I think you just opened a topic for our next episode, if you would like, because I know that talking about struggles is sometimes very personal for a person. But if you would like to talk a little bit more about that, I would be happy to drill in a little bit more and yeah, get you talking about your experience with that. Sure. Yeah. Let's leave people on a cliffhanger. That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I hope you have a well-deserved rest on the weekend and look forward to talking next week. Yeah. Talk to you next week. This was the Sub Podcast. If you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find Louis at Nichols underscore, and you can reach out to me, Moitza, at Moitza Mars. Not sure how either of those are spelled out? We get that a lot. Just check our show notes for more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to follow along and leave a review if you like our casual check-ins. Thank you for listening.